Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. Uh, Megan uh, had me watch a video today. Mm-hmm, I did. About, we started out with a video. Uh, this woman who I'm assuming her name is Alicia. It's Alisa. Alisa. Oh, Alicia. I'm putting an extra... You're putting yeah, an extra uh, syllable, syllable in there. In there. Syllable. Okay, so Alisa mm-hmm. uh, standing around in an elevator. Yeah. Um, Which means some of you probably know what we're talking about. Maybe. Because we're going to talk about the death of Alisa Lamb. <gasps> <gasps> okay, so uh, I don't have to ask you what we're talking about today. That was my next cue. I feel like I was robbed, but... Oh, I'm uh, so, well, you brought it up. I'm I brought sorry. it up. Okay, yep. so um, please inform me about... Elisa. Elisa Lamb. Uh, so I will get into all of the details of her death a little bit later, but for now, what you need to know is that Elisa died at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Is that the hotel that the elevator was in? Yes. Okay. The Cecil has a long and sordid history that has become known as LA's most haunted building. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cecil was built in 1924 by hotelier William Banks Hanner. Mm-hmm. Hanner intended for the hotel to be a destination for the social elite, and he spared no expense in its design. The lobby alone, made mostly of marble, cost more than $1 million in the 1920s. Wow. Yeah. That's, so, that really says a lot. A lot. Um, the hotel opened its Art Deco doors in 1927. The hotel is beautiful still, like because it's still... like. It kept all the Art Deco style. It's really, it's really, really beautiful. Where did you say it was again? In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it opens its doors in 1927, and then in 1929, the Great Depression hits. Oh, sure. So that yeah. sucks. Um, so that downtown area of LA fell into disrepair and became known as Skid Row. And the Cecil became a gathering place for junkies, runaways, and criminals. Okay, so yep. it, it definitely fell apart in the yep. Depression. It did. Uh, so the first documented death on hotel property was on November 19th, 1931. W.K. Norton had taken some kind of poison capsules and was found by a maid a week later in his room. Wow. Yep. Okay. Whole week. Whole week. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I feel like... Maybe they could only afford to pay the maid to come once a week. I guess. Because it's the depression, right? Yeah, that would make sense. That would make yeah. a lot... Like, hey, don't expect your rooms to be cleaned every day. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Especially when it's a hotel filled with junkies and criminals. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? In the nicest hotel. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Didn't Anymore. stay that way. No. Yeah. Um, in 1932, 25-year-old Benjamin Dodic, or Dodich, mm-hmm. shot himself in his room. In 1934, 53-year-old Army Medical Corps Sergeant Luis D. Borden slashed his own throat with a razor in his room. Okay, so we're at three deaths now? Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1937, Grace E. Magro fell from a ninth-story window and landed on telephone wires. She died later at a hospital, and police weren't sure if she intentionally jumped, accidentally fell, or was pushed. Okay. By an alien. By an alien, Sure. Obviously. Why not? In 1938, Marine Fireman Roy Thompson, 35, mm-hmm. jumped from the top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1939, Navy officer Erwin C. Neblet, 39, was found dead in his room after taking some kind of poison. Okay. In 1940, a 45-year-old teacher named Dorothy Skyger took poison while staying at the hotel. All right. The Los Angeles Times reported that she was near death, but no further reports were ever made on her. So we don't know if she actually died or not. We just think um, there's a really good possibility. Does she not have an obituary? I, I don't know. I didn't delve into that okay that just, just seems like i a... just cut it off on newspaper reports said she was near death and then nobody ever covered it again okay okay that's where i'm leaving that so she probably didn't die i would assume that the newspaper would 
say, yep, she she died. Mm-hmm. It's not interesting when they say, she didn't die. True. Right, right so what, that's seven now? Yep. I don't know, there's 16 total. Okay, 16 total. <laughs> you don't need to count, it's okay. Okay. And then in 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Purcell was sharing a room at the Cecil with 38-year-old shoe salesman Ben Levine. Dorothy didn't know she was pregnant and then went into labor. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, it happens. It, okay. it is very common, actually. Oh, okay. It's very common. Um, nice so she didn't want to disturb Ben because it was the middle of the night and he was sleeping. Yeah, why would she? So she went into the bathroom and gave birth to a baby boy. Mm-hmm. Purcell thought the baby was dead, so she threw him out the window. As you do. Uh-huh. And he was found on the roof of an adjacent building. Okay. Purcell was charged with murder, mm. but three psychiatri- psychiatrists testified that she was, quote, mentally confused, and Purcell was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. In 1947, 35-year-old Robert Smith jumped to his death from the seventh floor window. Yeah. From a seventh floor window. A seventh floor window. In 1954, 55-year-old Helen Gurney jumped from her seventh floor room and landed on the marquee. She had checked into the hotel as Margaret Brown one week prior to her suicide. So I haven't been paying attention to the floor yet, but has it been the seventh floor every time? No. Okay. There's been top floor, there's been... Okay. It's all over the place. Um, In 1962, 50-year-old Julia Frances Moore jumped from her eighth floor room and landed in a second-story interior light well. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. In 1962, 50-year... Uh, oh, I just said that. <laughs> Later yep. in 1962, also mm-hmm. in 1962, oh, oh, Pauline year. Otten, 27, jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Mm-hmm. Otten landed on a pedestrian. Oh. Yep. So both Otten and the 65-year-old pedestrian named George Giannini died instantly. They actually, at first, they thought they jumped together. Oh. Like, authorities were like, oh, it was like a suicide pact. Like, they were together, and they jumped together, and then they were like, well, he's still got his shoes on, and his shoes would have come off from the impact Mm. if he had fallen that far, and it was determined that she fell on top of him. That's too bad. When she jumped. That really sucks. That does does suck. Mm Mm-hmm. They say watch out for pennies. It's not pennies you need to watch out for. (laughs) It's falling people, apparently, if you're in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. In 1964, a hotel worker discovered the body of Pigeon Goldie Osgood. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room had been ransacked. Osgood was known in the area and had earned her nickname Pigeon because she fed the birds in a nearby park. Okay. Osgood's murder has never been solved. They still don't know. Okay. In 1975, a woman jumped from her 12th floor uh, window and landed on the Cecil's second floor roof. This woman has never been identified. She remains a Jane Doe. Okay. Yep. So, in the 60s, the Cecil took on an unofficial name to locals. Can you guess what it is? Uh, Suicide House? Just The Suicide. The Suicide. Yeah, okay. So, instead of going to the Cecil, you're going going to the the Suicide, suicide, because so many people killed themselves in this hotel. Um... So through the 70s and 80s, Skid Row remained a very dangerous area, and the Hotel Cecil began to attract murderers. Okay. In 1985, Richard Ramirez, known as the Night Stalker, lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel. He was responsible for 13 brutal murders between April of 1984 and August of 1985. So we've got ourselves a serial killer living in the hotel. He purposefully chose to live at the Cecil because the hotel had a reputation of, quote, total unmitigated chaos. Sure. 
so Ramirez would return to the hotel after murdering someone, dispose of his bloody clothes in the back dumpster, and then walk half-naked back to his room. Oh. And the hotel was always full of, like, passed-out junkies and oh, stuff, so, so no cared. one noticed him. Yeah, he didn't look out of seems... place or anything. That's the scariest thing. A lot of serial killers are really smart people. Yeah. He got caught because he left somebody alive. Like, mm-hmm. I think he wanted to get caught because in everything that I read about him, he, like, he left someone alive and he was, like... You got attacked by the Night Stalker, let the police know. So I think that he was, like, hoping someone would stop him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was hoping he he would come a little more infamous because of it. Yeah, I don't know. So there you have it. He lived in the hotel. Okay. So then in 1991, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger called the hotel Cecil Home. Uh, He had been convicted of a murder in Austria in 1974 and sentenced to life in prison. But he became a model prisoner, wrote poems, short stories, and an autobiography. And in 1985, a campaign to have him released from prison was started. Mm -hmm. And he was released in 1990 after serving the required 15-year minimum on his life sentence. So then he becomes the model reformed criminal, and he even hosted a television show in Austria about criminal rehabilitation. Oh, well, that's nice of him. Yeah, so he's like, oh, look, we can be reformed. We can not be horrible people anymore. Put people on the right path, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So uh, in 1991, he was hired by an Austrian magazine to write about crime in L.A. and discuss the differences in attitudes towards sex workers between the U.S. and Europe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in L.A., he met with police and even went on ride-alongs through the city's red light district. Okay. And during his stay in L.A., three sex workers were found brutally beaten, sexually assaulted with tree branches, and strangled with their own bras. Hmm. So, that murder that Untreweger was convicted of and admitted to in Austria? Mm Mm-hmm. Also strangled with her own bra. Oh Mm -hmm. man, come on, at least change your 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 tactic. Your M.O., right? Yeah, change it. So it turns out that while Unterweger was hosting shows about rehabilitation, he was murdering sex workers in Austria, too. So he was arrested by the FBI in 1992 mm-hmm. and charged with 11 murders and found guilty of nine by a jury. And he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, but hanged himself the night he was sentenced using shoelaces and a cord from sweatpants. Okay. And the knots used on those strings were the same ones found on all the bras that had strangled the sex workers. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So the question is, I did I miss it? What was his connection to the Cecil? He stayed in the Cecil when he came to L.A. That's to just write about the staying? magazine. That's mm-hmm. where he was staying. But did he kill himself in there? No, he c- killed himself just in prison. Just happened to go there. He just happened to go to the Cecil, stay in the Cecil while he was writing for this magazine, and, and kill three sex kill. workers while okay. living in the Cecil. Okay, okay. Um, so rumor has it that when Unterweger was in LA, he chose to stay at the Cecil Hotel because of the connection to Richard Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Go to the... Because he was like, that other serial killer stayed here, so this is serial killer haven. Yeah. Basically. Uh, um, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said about fads. That's true. So, the hotel is also linked to the death of Elizabeth Short in 1947. Okay. Going back in time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bring it up now because uh, Elizabeth Short's murder is LA's most notorious unsolved murder. Oh. And you know what it is. I do? You do. It just goes by a different name. What does it go by? Black Dahlia. I know that. You don't, you've never heard of Black Dahlia murders? No. Oh, Okay. Nope, All I, right. don't know, I don't know Black Dahlia. Okay, her, like, Joker mouth oh. was slashed? Nope. Never? Really? Never. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Never heard of that. Very, 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 very infamous murder. Okay. Still not solved. That's a... To this day. Okay. But supposedly, uh, 
Elizabeth Short, who became known as the Black Dahlia, was reportedly staying at the hotel just before her murder. Okay. Um, this fact is contested by police, but it's out there and very loud and proud. Um, so it kind of adds to the mystery of the history of the Cecil in general. I so mean, I included it. Whether it's true or not, it's part of the, like... Yeah. It's part of sure. the mythos of the Cecil Hotel. Sure. But obviously the, the hotel's got some bad juju going on. Obviously. 16 people. Well, plus the 13 from the murderer. Who were killed in the hotel. killed by someone connected to it, sure. so you can't disregard mm-hmm. those, There's right? some bad juju going on. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. There's bad juju. Yeah. Um, sure, no. So American Horror Story Hotel was inspired by the Cecil. And if you've watched that season and you go look at the photos of the inside of the Cecil, it's a very obvious inspiration. Like, there's oh, yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, the hotel is so art deco and so based off of the Cecil. That makes but, sense. like... Obviously, that's what Ryan Murphy was going for. And he says that's what he was going for. Well, sure. I mean, most people also, start somewhere. really excellent season of that show. Mm. Um, so, anyway, that brings us to the star of our show, Elisa Lamb. Okay, so first off, I want to say something about the deaths and stuff okay. in the hotel. Of course you do. Uh-huh. Why do you tell me this? Of course I want to say something <laughs> about it. Yeah. It's my job to say something now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I wonder if... And I would most likely believe that the suicides mm-hmm. were fads. For over that many years? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because you hear, like, you're going to tell me that, you know, that place didn't start to get, you know, it started to get a known as the suicide, right? right? So it had the reputation and people would go there and they'd. You know, not everyone wants to kill themselves. It's actually really rare that people want to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's millions of people. So if the odds are one in a million, well, someone's bound to kill themselves. Right. So um, there's actually statistics that show that uh, when people do something horrific Mm -hmm. and it gets publicized or fantasized in any sort of way, um, it happens more often. Mm -hmm. You have... Fad suicides. Shootings actually are believed to be a big fad. Mm -hmm. The reason why so many kids are trying to go out in a shooting is because they get put on news and people talk about it. And it gives the next kid the idea, the one in a million kid, hey, this is a way to go. This is a way to to get out there and get my name out there and show everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, When uh, Marilyn Monroe committed suicide... Mm -hmm. There was a uh, rash of suicides after that. No, I don't know. We that. had a rise in suicides after Marilyn Monroe died. So I definitely think that the suicides in this hotel were a uh, were a fad. People okay. were like, "This is the place to go kill yourself." Um, maybe I, that's a form of bad juju. Maybe that is a form of bad juju. Mm-hmm. Heavy air quotes. Um, I think the first murder was coincidence. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was some connection. Maybe he thought uh, that it could be turned into a suicide somehow. I don't know. Um, The baby, I don't know. I don't know about the connection there. I don't know how to... Maybe she was not sane. The odds are lots of people go through that building. Um, I think at that point, the serial killer showing up is definitely... Not definitely, but is... Uh, I'm fairly well, I think certain that that was that, mostly just indicative of that this being place a bad is, area of town, and nobody and, would notice him. Right, and this is a place of death. Mm-hmm. It has a reputation. I'm going to feed off that reputation. Sure. You know, it, people like to have some sort of inspiration, just like American Horror Story. Maybe this murderer wanted to come here because it inspired him in some way. Fair. 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that we start piling coincidences on top of each other and suddenly we have a picture. I think even if it was a fad thing and it, it encouraged other people to do that, that's still a form of bad juju. <sighs> sure. I mean, what are you calling define bad juju? Like, it's you're just like, throwing words out there, and I don't know, like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, are you trying to say there's some sort well, of magic you, there, or... No, I'm not saying it's magic, but, like, intentions matter. Like, you put intentions out into the world, and they do, they that's, do that's change the things. That's the fad, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying maybe that's the form of bad juju that's there. Whether you want to believe that it's, like, something people can feel when they get there or not is one thing. But no, I think I that there's definitely an intention that hangs in the air there. I mean, that is my opinion. Maybe, maybe because of the rumors that <laughs> surrounded that, that people. I think that place is haunted as fuck. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you want it to be. Sure. I don't think that if I go there, I'm going to be any more likely to kill myself. No, I wasn't saying that it would increase your likelihood of wanting to kill yourself. Why? Then why did no, all those I'm people just kill themselves? I'm saying that I think there? it is haunted because so many people have died there. Because they killed themselves. Yes, or they were murdered. Or they were murdered. Okay, well. So, uh, you think it's haunted as fuck? I think it's haunted and as fuck. I think that, um... Hauntings are a lie. Yeah, I think... <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just, uh, used too much asbestos in that building and it's going straight to people's brains. Maybe. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about, um... Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Uh, so she was 21 years old and she was a student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. She was reported missing in the beginning of February of 2013, and her disappearance began to pick up traction in the media when footage of her in the Cecil's elevator went viral. So that's the video I had you watch before we started. I'm surprised I've never seen that video. Yeah, I am too. Um, So it's security footage, it's four minutes long, Mm -hmm. and it shows Lamb getting into the elevator and pressing a series of floor buttons. Yeah. The elevator door then stays open. Like, it's theorized that she pushed the, like, door open button, but it stays open for way too long way for too that long. to have I mean, been. because she goes and stands off in the corner like, of the elevator. that elevator clearly malfunctioned. Maybe it's because it was an old-as-fuck elevator and she pushed too many buttons and it glitched. I don't know. But that elevator clearly was not working the way that it was meant to. Um, they have to be inspected and updated. And... Yeah. So, the elevator door stays open. Uh-huh. She steps forward cautiously and peeks out of the elevator and she looks both ways really quick. Like, she thinks somebody's following her, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she hides in the corner. Yes, and then she goes inside, she hides in the corner. Um, She appears to try to... Oh, she steps out again, Mm -hmm. with the still-open door. And then she completely steps outside. At this point, you can really only see one of her arms. Yep. But she appears to gesticulate a bit and is possibly talking to someone off-camera. Maybe. Maybe. She puts her hands above her head and steps back into the elevator and presses a series of number buttons again. All the same floors, it looks like. And the elevator door still stays open, and she steps outside again, and this time definitely looks like she's talking to someone, and she's gesticulating in the fucking creepiest way. Like, it just gives me the heebie It kind of reminds me of um, the first Avengers movie that Scarlet Witch was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did these things with her fingers when she was casting magic. That was real creepy. Yeah. Um, because she's a witch, so they try to make her a little bit creepier. Creepy. I don't yeah. think she does that anymore in the movies. But anyways, uh, that kind of reminded me of that. I think it's important to note the buttons she pressed were all in a straight line. They were, yes, they were. Not just random button presses. Mm -hmm. It was like if you had rows of three, she hit floor. uh, I believe it was 14, 10, 7, and 4. Okay, sure. 
I think that's what she sure, actually, sure. What, what people think she actually pushed. Either way, though, mm-hmm. it was straight down the center. Yes. And I think the second time she hit buttons, it looked like, um, looked like the first time she hit about halfway down. Mm-hmm. And then the second time she hit all the way down and then hit the buttons quite a few more times. Yeah. Never once did I see her hit the close button, though. No, and I can't, like, it's so grainy, I can't make that out, but there are, yeah. there are internet sleuths who have been looking at this video for five years and mm-hmm. who think that those are the numbers she pushed and she pushed the door open button. Sure, I'm, I'm willing to bet. But it still stayed open for way too long. I'm willing to bet someone in LA has even gone there and gone in that elevator. Oh yeah, there's so, there are so many YouTube videos of people being like, oh, we went to the Cecil Hotel, we looked at these mm-hmm. things, which is really, like, it's cool that, like, yeah. people are able to just, I love the internet. Sure. Um, so, anyway, she's creepy fucking hands, and then she steps off to the left of the elevator, and she seems to disappear, and then the fucking door finally closes. Right. And you caught this. I didn't catch it. I actually, I have a note that people talk about, um, there being jumps or, like, places where they've slowed the video down. Yeah. And I didn't catch it at all. I caught none of that when I watched it, like, five times today after mm-hmm. reading this. I could not catch it. First time you watch it, you're like, that was a jump! And I was like, you motherfucker, I literally yeah. stared at this video for so long. Sorry. But it's okay, because I'm glad you caught it, because yes, so very clearly that video was tampered with. Yeah, absolutely. Very clearly. Which is, it's a, it comes in as a big part of this. Right. I, I wonder if... I don't... I don't know enough about video editing, mm-hmm. but I wonder if there was some some video editing in there. Maybe she, maybe, maybe the elevator was locked for service. That's a thought. I didn't I didn't think about that watching it. Maybe it was locked for service. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it would open and close for her, but I don't really know how. I'm not like an elevator expert, <laughs> right? I mean, there are people that are elevator experts, sure. but I uh, don't. I don't know. So maybe it opened for her, and it was locked so it wouldn't move. Maybe. I mean, there's a key to stop an elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, there's a button you can press that'll just stop an elevator. Um, and it's most just of interesting them, least, that, that after she left, it goes ahead and closes, and it there continues was its there, descent. But there was a cut Yeah, who there. knows how long it was between that's, those That's two what points. I'm saying. Yeah. That you don't know, and you can't judge by lighting, because it could be the middle of the day or the middle of the night. Either way, it's in a closed little box with fluorescent right. lighting. So that lighting doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was very clearly tampered with the video. Oh yeah, for sure. Once you pointed it out to me, you're absolutely right. It was very clearly tampered with. Um, if you have not seen this video, uh, it'll be in the show notes at thetruthisomewhere.com so yeah. that you can watch it yourself. Yep, anyway, absolutely. Anyway, moving on. So this video was released by police on February 14th, 2013. And the last time Lan had been seen was January 31st. So now, during the intense search for Lan, guests at the Cecil began complaining about issues with the water. Tenants were experiencing Mm. very low water pressure, and the water flavor had changed. And the faucets... I know, I know. The faucets, I know, were beginning... Like, when you first turned them on, it would run black or brown water, and then it would clear up. But it tasted funny. And so the tenants were complaining mm-hmm. about that. I know, I know, I know, I know. And then? So the hotel sends the maintenance man to investigate, and they have four 1,000-gallon water tanks that serve the, service the guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Okay. 
And in one of those four tanks was Elisa Lamb's moderately decomposed body. Oh, they found Lamb. That's good. The humanity. The humanity. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you're calling her a, man- a manatee? No. I'm saying they were drinking humanity. Oh, humanity. <laughs> yes. Mm. I was like, why are you calling her a manatee? That doesn't <laughs> no. make... Because she was in the water? I was, okay. No, I was making a joke about mm. the mm. water being brown and them drinking mm-hmm. human mm. water. Yummy. Humanity. Extra, extra protein. Extra protein. Uh, but really, like, that's so disturbing. Can mm. you imagine being those people? We're like, oh, this water tastes funny, and then they find out they were drinking, like, human decomposed water. Yeah, you have to tell them. Oh, that's so gross. You have to tell them. Oh, man. And I'm pretty sure the hotel had to pay for their hospital visits and things like that. Probably to make sure they didn't catch any, like, weird diseases. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, is it just open? No. How do you get into that? That's the weird thing. Okay. It's all so weird. It's all so weird. This is one of those that actually makes me think that there's a conspiracy here. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that because I have a theory, mm-hmm. but just, okay, it's weird. So, um, Elisa was naked, but clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator video was found floating in the tank as well, and it was covered in a sand-like particulate, according to the police reports. Okay, so she was dirty. Um, the take had to be drained and physically cut open in order to remove her body. Uh, the maintenance hatch was apparently way too small for the equipment to retrieve the body, and there was a lot of speculation that even though Lamb was a really small person, she's only five foot two and she's very tiny, uh-huh. um, the hatch was too small for her to easily fit through. Easily. Yeah. Um, and... The doors and the stairs that accessed the roof were locked, and only employees had passcodes and keys. Okay. And so no one's sure how Lamb even got on the roof to begin with. And then the tanks are roughly eight feet tall and are propped up on cement blocks, so they're like ten feet high. The maintenance hatch is ten feet up these smooth cylinders. Okay. And it takes, like, the fire crews that are up there trying to get her out of the tank, like, need ladders and stuff. So how does this five-foot-two girl... Get know. on top of those without a ladder. Know. How did she get up to the roof and how did she get in this tank? One thing. Whoa. So they talk about how you mentioned how it was difficult to get her out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could have just been because her body was bloated. It wasn't that bloated, though. Like, that was mentioned. Like, it was moderately bloated. Not Okay, like... well, I mean, if she could barely fit in it in the first place, then bloating her is going to make her not fit sure. at all. Fair. Okay. But the point is, it, it was going to be a tight fit. Yeah, I don't know how she got up there. It could have been... And how the hell did, did she Did she have any up? wounds on her? No. Okay. Nothing. Well, that is a really horrible murderer then. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It's it's so weird. Um, any drugs in her system? No, I'm getting there. Well, actually. okay. I'll yeah. stop asking you questions. Um, no, there were no drugs in her system. Okay. Uh, so Liam suffered from bipolar disorder and depression mm-hmm. and had detailed her recent struggles with her mental health on her Tumblr. Lamb's death was ruled an accidental drowning with her bipolar disorder listed as a significant factor. That makes sense. So Lamb was originally sharing a hostel room on the fifth floor, but her roommates complained of odd behavior and she was moved to a private room instead. So the most often touted theory, and the one that the official reports seem to lean on, is that Lamb suffered a manic episode and committed suicide. Okay. But in the days leading up to her disappearance, hotel staff and local store employees said that Lamb was happy and seemed well-adjusted. And she had been shopping for gifts for her family on January 31st at a local bookstore. And reports and conflict uh, were conflicting regarding whether or not she was taking her medications correctly. Um, she was on four different medications to control her 
bipolar mm-hmm. disorder and her depression. Okay. Um, some of the reports say that they didn't do a blood screening, so it would be impossible to tell. But the toxicology report had indicators of her prescriptions, and some say they proved that she wasn't taking them. Some say that they proved that she was only taking the ones that would cause, like, hallucinations and not the ones that would counteract that problem. Okay. So who the fuck actually knows? Nobody knows. Everywhere okay. you look, it's a different story. Um... So the other prevailing logical theory was that she was under the influence of drugs or alcohol, um, maybe some sort of hallucinogen, but the toxicology report came back negative for drugs and alcohol, and she had absolutely no history of drug or alcohol abuse before that. None. Um, And then there's some seriously funny stuff going on with the autopsy report and the investigation in general. So the coroner originally announced that the results would be released within a week of the discovery of Lamb's body, but it wasn't until four months later that the report was released. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a really long time. Yeah. Um, And during that time, authorities were evasive and uncooperative uncooperative (laughs) with the press. (laughs) Ultimately, the report concluded that there were no signs of foul play or drug use, and authorities believed that she got into the tank on her own in a possibly unstable mental state and then could not climb back out. Or she went in on her own, intending to commit suicide. Okay. So, um, some people, like, if you watch the video, the, like, creepy movement that I don't like, because mm-hmm. it makes the hair sure. stand up on the back of my neck, they were thinking that it looked like she was, like, pantomiming swimming. And so she was intentionally going to the water tanks to swim. Oh, and maybe. then either the water uh, pressure fell so much that she couldn't get back out because, okay. like, everybody decided to take a shower. I don't know. Sure. Something like that. Uh-huh. Or um, she intentionally went up there to commit suicide. That makes so that's sense. that's the police report's prevailing theory. But what's really, really odd, other than it taking four months for them to release this autopsy report, right. is the original autopsy report says, like, undecided or unknown for cause of death. Uh-huh. And then that's scratched out and accidental drowning is written in. Okay, well, I mean, when you first get someone there, that does make sense that they that it would be unknown. They have a lot to do. When you've got a person up there that's making water brown. Mm-hmm. Moderately decomposed after a couple weeks. Moderately decomposed. A couple weeks. I'm willing to bet she was pretty bloated at that point. All I can tell you is what I read. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, falling apart bloated. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, obviously But big enough apart. that they couldn't get her back out the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, but... I don't know. It just seems to me suicide and or like what you said, that she got stuck. Okay. This is going to be a very interesting conversation after this is all said and done. Because I don't agree with you at all. Why did you just say you think it could be that then? No, I didn't say I think okay, it could be that. Okay, so what ghost do you think it is? I don't think it's a ghost. Beelzebub? No, I don't even think it's a demon. Oh, okay. But anyway. um, So... There's all these questions regarding how long it took to get the report and why authorities were so evasive with the press. Uh Plus, the answer in the report seems so simple, a lot of people don't understand why it would take four months to come to that conclusion. Okay. Additionally, residents of the Cecil claim that they were never interviewed in that four-month time frame, despite staying on the same floor as Lamb. And all this adds up to some kind of cover-up conspiracy. Seems Um, So some conspiracists go as far to say that even the elevator footage was tampered with. Mm-hmm. My notes say I don't see it, but I was wrong, and I see the error of my ways, and yes, absolutely, that was tampered with in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, so, that's the end of our logical theories. That's okay. the end of it. I mean, conspiracy sounds probable. Yeah, it sounds possible. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into a little bit of the less logical theories. 
Um, this is why I needed to go into the Cecil's history. Full disclosure, I probably didn't need to give you quite as much history as I did, mm-hmm. but I found it fascinating, and if I go down the rabbit hole, Let's you all it. go with me. Let's do it. Uh, So given the Cecil's rather sordid history and its status as LA's most haunted building, some people believe that something paranormal was going on. Theories range from Lamb being stalked by a spirit or demon, and her strange behavior in the elevator was her talking to and trying to get away from it. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. Or she was even uh, enthralled with a spirit and taking its direction. Mm. And there's also the possibility that Lamb was possessed, which would explain how a small female could have thwarted security measures and hoisted herself ten feet up a smooth tank and closed a heavy hatch behind her once in the tank. Possessed by what? A demon or a particularly malevolent spirit. That knows all of the passcodes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Magic. Yeah, magic. You don't even need passcodes No. at that point. You just need to wave your hand in front of it, right? Sure. Alohomora that shit. Open sesame. Exactly. I'm not saying I agree with these theories. I'm just saying they are theories are that theory. exist about what happened to this poor girl. R- rough, rough theories. Sure. More of a hypothesis. Sure. Um, so another strange note, this is, this is fucking crazy, uh-huh. is that during this time period, LA was experiencing an outbreak of drug-resistant tuberculosis. So some people think that maybe Lamb was suffering from TB and was taking a TB drug that is known to cause confusion and odd behavior. Okay. Logical. But the autopsy showed no trace of disease in her lungs or the drug. But what, what's really, really, really weird, God, this is so fucking weird, uh-huh. is that the field screening kit to test for TB is called Lamb-Elisa, and it's spelled exactly the same as her name. That is really weird. Isn't that fucking crazy? Why is it named that? I don't know. Coincidence? I think so. Yeah, well, and I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously it's a coincidence, but fuck, that's crazy. Right. That's a crazy coincidence. There's a connection there. It's a crazy dink. Uh-huh. Whenever there are crazy dinks, you're going to get crazy conspiracy theories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's how they screened for tuberculosis? Yeah, it's was the- Was it the Lam Elisa? The Lam Elisa kit. Elisa, yeah. Huh. Maybe there was another girl named Lam Elisa that they first screened it on, so they named it after Maybe. Her. I don't know. Very strange. Very yeah. strange. So the other spooky quinkadink, um, a 2002 Japanese horror film called Black Water, in which a young woman falls into a water tank of a dilapidated apartment building and drowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2005, the U.S. saw a remake of the movie, in which one of the characters was named Dahlia, like the Black Dahlia, mm. rumored to be linked to the Cecil, mm-hmm. and another character named Cecilia. Like, Cecil. Huh. Uh, both films also have scenes with malfunctioning elevators. Okay. Coincidence? <gasps> Inspiration? Inspiration? Horror movie remake gone wrong? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, if we're talking spirits, maybe they remade the movie before it happened. Now we're talking time paradox. Oh. Mm-hmm. Paradox there was a paradox, a most ingenious paradox. There was a psychic oh, person. They had visions of the future. This movie is going to be very popular. They tried to. They tried. They knew. They knew that no one would believe them as a psychic because who believed? Who really believes visions? I mean, let me let me rephrase that. (laughs) 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 But most people. Hold on. Most people. You're right. Most people probably do not believe that psychics have real power. Right. So this psychic was like. I have to make a movie. I think that it's people... the only way I can warn them. Sure. 
And nobody believed it. And, no, well, and still or, nobody believed it. But, no, here's the thing. That's what triggered it. Was her making the movie? Yeah. It's what It was a self-fulfilling prophecy it because was. she made it true in the movie. It mm-hmm. became true in real life. Yes. Okay. I think there are people who are powerfully perceptive. I don't know that I believe in psychics, though. Okay. They have good eyesight. I know that some some um some of the like fake psychics out there are really really good at reading people. Oh, that's absolutely true. That's reading and manipulating people yeah, in and ways so that you couldn't tell. I yeah. think that there's like very powerful perception there. Sure. But I don't necessarily know that I believe that people actually well, we're can talking see about... the future. Anyway, we weren't even talking about that. Why do we? I don't. Okay, I don't you actually this. believe that either. So. Okay. So the next weird thing, and you're going to think this is fucking ridiculous, because it is fucking ridiculous. Okay. There's apparently a game in South Korea that is really popular called the Elevator Game, in which a person must follow a set of rules and a particular order to button pushing while riding an elevator in a tall building. It is said that if you follow all those rules, the elevator will take you to a different dimension. Oh, so perhaps that makes sense. her reaction in the elevator footage was that she ended up on a different dimension, and then when she came back from the other dimension, she somehow ended up naked in a water oh, tank. Oh, or yep. maybe she was mad she wasn't in another dimension. So she killed herself. <laughs> okay. She's like, if I can't do it, if I can't do it through the elevator, I guess I'll die. <laughs> guess I'll die. <laughs> I guess I'll kill myself and go there that way. Okay. So my personal opinion okay. is the odds are so stacked against her getting up there. They're mm-hmm. so stacked. Passcodes. Yeah. To even get to the roof to begin with. Sure. And then they are 10 foot tall smooth cylinders. She's 5 foot 2. She's the same height as me. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I'm going to scale 10 foot tall, 4 foot wide cylinder. Mm-hmm. To get on top of that thing, to lift the heavy hatch, to get in the water, sure. and then be able to close the heavy hatch back behind me. Okay. No way. So what do you think happened? I think... So, to me, some of the video, when she's in the video, it looks almost like she's playing. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where she comes, out of, the, the she comes out of the elevator and she, like, jumps mm-hmm. like she's playing. And so I think she might have befriended somebody. In okay. the hotel. Okay. And I think that in the elevator she was playing with this person. I, they were like I can hide and seek this. or something. Yeah. I don't know why the elevator door stayed open so goddamn long. Don't ask me. Maybe that person kept coming in pushing the button so it wouldn't go anywhere. And we never saw And they them. were like, ah, ah, they were just playing a game. Whatever. I think she befriended somebody who was up to nefarious no good. Because I think, and I think the person may have been working for the hotel. Okay. Or had worked for the hotel because they knew the passcodes to get to the roof. Mm -hmm. And they would know where the camera was for the elevator because you never see anybody else. You clearly see her interacting with somebody, in my opinion, but you never see the other person. So they would have known where to stay out of the line of sight. Right. And so I think somebody um, killed her. I, I can agree with there's, that. So there's a whole subreddit dedicated to this. Usually is. And I I went diving into the subreddit, and if I was going to tell you everything that I found in the subreddit, we would be here for the rest of forever talking okay. about this case. So I'm just going to cover a couple of weird things. Um, I don't... I didn't go confirm them anywhere else. This is just what I read on Reddit, and okay. it all could be a lie. Sure. For all I know. One of the things that people talked about was that... Um, 
apparently she had anal bleeding when they pulled her out of the tank. Okay. And there was a rape kit done, but they never processed the rape kit. They Uh just left it to sit on a shelf. Sure. So I kind of think based off of that, even though that, take it with a grain of salt, might not be true, that she was possibly, like, raped and then murdered and then dumped in the tank to hide her body. That's what I think happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I sure. think for sure she was murdered by somebody who more than likely knew the passcodes to get on that roof. Right. And had a ladder. And had a ladder. That is my opinion. And was like, let's go for a swim. Maybe. I know that. Come on, we can swim up there. I do it all the time. Yeah. You Maybe. go first. Yeah, for sure. Tunk. Now Something you're stuck crazy. in there. Something crazy happened. Um, I really, I don't think it was suicide. I think that the odds are so stacked. I, I agree. I agree with you. I don't think even, it was suicide either. Even if it was a manic episode, even say it's a manic episode and people who are in a mania have s- strength. Mm-hmm. Like think about the Erickson twins. Yeah. And yeah. them like getting hit by semi trucks and hitting themselves in the head with hammers. And right. like, holy fuck, none of, like they should not have been able to survive any of that. But right? they did. But they were because of mania. So perhaps she had a manic episode and she just had... Crazy superhuman super strength because sure. your brain stops controlling what your body thinks it can do, right. right? Maybe. I still think it's much, much, much more likely that somebody I, killed I her. I would agree. I think I think you're you're right. I think that she probably was murdered. And I think it sucks for her family that it was just ruled as an accidental drowning and they stopped investigating it. Yeah. Because I don't think that that's true at all. Well, I mean, it sounds like it because how did she get there? Yeah. It's just, there's so much, and then the other thing I saw on the Reddit was that apparently the police have another video of her showing up to the hotel with two men, Uh. and the men never show up in the elevator, but maybe they do because the police obviously doctored that tape that they released to the public. Well, and there's some time that she's just not in the elevator video that they could have cut as well. Yeah, so I don't, I just think, I happen to lean towards it was a murder and possibly the police knew about it and covered it up. Okay. I, I kind of lean towards the cover-up conspiracy theory because yeah, I mean, the tape maybe, has been doctored and there are maybe, these other bits of evidence that apparently didn't mean anything to the police, but I think maybe that was... Maybe they covered it up because they waited on it for too long and they were like, oh crap, if we come out... Or maybe the two men that came into the hotel with her were off-duty police officers that she met and they were protecting their own because that's kind of a thing. Yeah, maybe... Who knows? I don't know. But I think she was murdered and I think she was dumped in that tank and then I think people drank humanity. Humanity. Nice nice joke. You know where I got that joke from, right? No. It was when we went on that haunted tour of Port Townsend. And the uh. the, <laughs> the coroner would just take... Uh, so this is a great story. Uh, the coroner would take, in old, old time, uh-huh. would take like two copper pieces or whatever... Um, two coins if you just dumped the person you murdered outside of his door and he'd take care of the body. But he lived up on top of a hill, so he'd just slide it down this trench, and the trench led to the town, like, water, water supply yeah, yeah. system. And so the guy was like, oh, the humanity, ha ha ha. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I thought it was the fucking funniest joke, and then I was doing the, the research on this, and I was like, literally, the humanity. The humanity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just let so, it steep for a little while. I apologize for the distasteful joke, but come on, damn, is that funny. Hey, there's a reason that we tag with dark humor. That is true. Because you might have to listen to us talk about Woo! drinking cute... You might have to listen to our talk every once in a while. <laughs> that's true. That is loud. That is very loud. You're going to have to take care of that one. All right, guys. So that's what we have for you today. That is what we have for you today. Uh, you can find us on 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. If you like what we're doing, you can leave us a positive review on iTunes. It really helps other people do to discover the podcast. If you really like what uh, we are doing, then you can jump on over to our Patreon and see extra stuff and get extra things. And that's also TTIS. It's so extra right there. Extra. Extra stuff. <laughs> extra things. <laughs> So that's also a TTAS podcast. You search for that in Patreon. Um, <laughs> oh, we forgot to tell you Merry Christmas. I know it was a couple days ago now, but Merry Christmas to all of you all out there. Disneyland was amazing. Disneyland was fun. Disneyland was amazing, yeah. in case you cared. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, yeah, Happy New Year, because we won't record again. We won't put out again before New Year. This will be the last one before New Year's. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess... That means we will see you in 2019. <gasps> You're going to hear us in 2019. You're going to hear us in 2019. If you'd like to talk to us before then, you can email us at thetruthissomewherepodcast at gmail.com. I think that's all I got for you. The Truth is Somewhere, guys. Keep looking. I'm thirsty. I'm going to get some tea.